Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Minds Over Money podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Brady. And on this week's episode, we're covering the week in perspective from April 9th, 2021. And we're also going to cover one of the 12 great mistakes that investors make, and that is not having a financial plan in place. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy. The S&P 500 and Dow Jones Industrial Average kicked off the week with a data-driven rally to new heights, followed by a mechanical grind higher the rest of the week. The NASDAQ composite outperformed with a 3% gain, while the Russell 2000 underperformed with a half percent decline. 10 of the 11 S&P 500 sectors ended the week in the green. None were more influential than the information technology and consumer discretionary sectors, which rose more than 4% amid strength in their mega cap components. The energy sector was the lone holdout with a sharp 4% decline as investors took profits. On Monday, the market keyed off a strong employment report for March, which was released the prior Friday when the market was closed, and a record-setting ISM non-manufacturing index for March. The data indicated the economic recovery is gaining momentum. What's more, J.P. Morgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon said in an annual shareholder letter on Wednesday that an economic boom could easily run into 2023. Market reaction to this observation was muted, though, as the market was stuck in consolidation mode. Mr. Dimon also cautioned about the not unreasonable possibility that an increase in inflation will not be just temporary. At the end of the week, the producer price index increased a hotter than expected 1% in March, bringing its year-over-year increase to 4.2%. The market stood by the Fed's thinking that an increase in inflation would be transitory. Speaking of the Fed, the central bank's dovish monetary policy was reaffirmed in the FOMC minutes from the March meeting and by Fed Chair Powell at an event hosted by the IMF this week. Underlying positive factors for the mega-cap growth stocks included a recognition that long-term interest rates have cooled off this month, money continuing to reshuffle into these Q1 laggards, and investors possibly front-running Q1 earnings reports. The 10-year yield decreased four basis points to 1.67%. One of the economic indicators used in this episode was the ISM index, which is the Institute of Supply Management which tracks the economic trends of the service industry. Another economic indicator used in this episode was the Producer Price Index, which is published by the Bureau of Labor Statistics and calculates or represents the average movement in selling prices from domestic production over time. Another term that was used in today's episode was the FOMC, which is the Federal Open Market Committee. This episode's financial planning topic is one of the 12 great mistakes that we find investors make, and that is not having a financial plan in place. I'm sure if I asked all of you what a financial plan looks like, you're probably imagining a 30-page document nicely bound with a bunch of colored graphs that try to depict what your financial future is going to look like. For us, a financial plan isn't a, a tangible thing. It's constantly changing as clients' perspectives and goals change. Uh, it's, it's not a static plan. It's a living document that changes as your financial goals change. 
Uh, our idea is that in order to be a successful and disciplined investor, we need a financial plan to help us guide in your asset allocation decisions, social security, Medicare, college education, estate planning, all of these things will be influenced by your financial plan. There are four core tenants to every financial plan. Even though each client situation is unique and will be different, these four core tenants will be the same. Uh, the first is accumulation. Are you saving your money tactically as you accumulate your nest egg so that in the future, you have flexibility on where this money will come from and how it is taxed. While in the accumulation phase, you have three different tax buckets that you can save your money into. And the first is taxable. That's a traditional joint or individual brokerage account. It's taxable every year through capital gains, dividends, and interest. The second bucket is tax-free. That's your Roth IRA and Roth 401k if you have that at your job. And the third is tax deferred. So that's a traditional IRA or a traditional 401k, any company plan. It's important to take advantage of all three buckets as it will provide you flexibility in the future when you decide to start taking money for expenses. The second core tenant is preservation. You've done an amazing job accumulating a nest egg. Now you need to take steps to preserve that nest egg so it is always there for retirement expenses. The way you do this is through asset allocation. How are you allocating that nest egg between stocks, bonds, and cash so that you are comfortable with that mix and any market fluctuation will not negatively impact your spending needs in the future? The third core tenant of your financial plan is your spending. You've, you've done a great job accumulating a nest egg. You've worked diligently to preserve that nest egg. You've hit retirement. Now you're ready to pull your money out and, and spend it and live the life that you've always dreamed of. Are you doing that in a tax efficient way? Are you going to pull money tactically from your taxable, tax-free, and tax-deferred buckets? The fourth and final core tenant of your financial plan is legacy. So you've put in place a tax efficient distribution strategy for spending, and now you need to plan for how you want your assets to pass to the next generation. Do you have proper beneficiaries filled out on all of your accounts? Do you have the proper estate planning documents in place so that there aren't any unforeseen hiccups or tax consequences to how you pass your assets along? If you're interested in learning more about our financial planning process or how we help our clients uh, throughout that process, please don't hesitate to reach out. Our phone number is 440-235-2100. You can email me at Cameron at MichaelBradyCo.com or visit our website at www.MichaelBradyCo.com. I hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks for listening. <laughs>